What do you do when you love the benefits of working out but can't get to the gym because they're all closed? You go to intermestudios.com. Rank the number one dance studio in Houston by MSN and the number two gym by the Houston Chronicle. New members can sign up for two premium classes and two weeks of unlimited basic classes, including hip-hop dance, Zumba, yoga, belly dancing, strength and conditioning, and more. And the best part about it is there's no registration fee or commitment required. So head on over to innermestudios.com and take advantage of the new member $49 discount. Happy Hump Day and welcome to the Urban Girl Corporate World Podcast, y'all. I am your dopest hostess with the mostest, Nicole, and I'm thrilled that you chose to get over the hump this week with me. Today's episode features a woman I have known for girl 20 years (laughs) oh well since day one she has had nothing short of a boss mentality so it's no surprise that she is now a she eo miss nicole phillips welcome friend yay thank you (laughs) what's going on girl working i'm at work right now so i hope that um I told everyone I was on a call. I hope that there's no interruptions. And I look forward to sharing my experience with your audience. Yeah, I'm so excited that that you uh, you made the time to be here. So to give some perspective, Nicole and I met um, back in 2000 at Clark Atlanta University in Spanish class. It's a humble brag, but we definitely were the top students in that class for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then we both figured out that we were both business majors. So we obviously began to navigate the same classes as we matriculated through our undergraduate years until you left to study abroad in Spain. So let's, let's start there. How was that experience? It was, it was awesome. I am glad that the person, I don't remember his name, but one of the professors that was over the program approached me about it because I had never heard of it or anything like it. And I knew that it was a once in a lifetime opportunity for me to go somewhere out of the country and live for a few months. I know that once I got into a work environment, that opportunity would not be so easy to do. So I am glad that I went. Um, And I did go like later on. I, I was I was in Spain as a senior fall semester in college because uh, once again I didn't know any better. Um, and that's when you're <laughs> supposed to be looking for a job. That is not when you're supposed to be out of the country, right? Um, but nevertheless, I'm glad I'm glad that I went. When I when I when I got there, I was definitely taken aback. Everything Mm -hmm. was a total culture shock and I was there by myself and I didn't go with a program and I definitely had to fend for myself. Even when I got there, I hadn't even had a place to stay. I didn't even have the home yet that, yeah, that I was going to stay in. Um, So yeah, like the first two weeks, I think I had it really hard. I wanted to come home. I even called the professor and told him that I wanted to come back and he was like, just give it one more week. And then in that week, 
I met a friend, a Russian girl. Her name was Tamara. And she just like, she saw me outside one time on a payphone. I was on the phone with somebody in America. And she was like, hey, don't you go to my school? And I was like, wow. yeah, I don't know. I was like, what school? She said, Schiller. <laughs> I said, yeah, I go to Schiller. She's like, oh, come with me. And then ever since then, I was fine. Wow. <laughs> that was all it took. That yeah. All it took. Mm-hmm. So we both had internships on Wall Street during our college years. And after graduation, you started your career as an investment banker. What was it like being a woman in such a male-dominated field? It was, you know, it's hard for me to say what it was like because I didn't have necessarily anything to compare it to. That was my first Mm -hmm. corporate America job. So to me, everything was normal. Like this, you know, this kind of is what it is. I had... I did my internship with SEO, Sponsors for Educational mm-hmm. Opportunity. They were very helpful with giving us a lot of guidance during the summer that we were there. And they gave us mentors. Um, they taught us a lot. And they told us what and what not to do. So I kind of, you know, I just took that into the, when I did graduate, into my first official job. I did do my internship on Wall Street in New York, and and I didn't really care for New York because um, mm-hmm. I'm a Southern girl. Like I'm from Houston, and I, my That's business right. is in Houston. And so when I still want to do investment banking, and I I sought for other cities besides New York, and that's how I ended up in Charlotte. Now mm-hmm. the group that I was in, it was the Leverage Finance Group. I was the first black female in that group. Wow. That was, that was, I'm not going to say a culture shock, but it was definitely a lot of weight on my shoulders because Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to pave the way because the model for SEO is, it's not, it's not about you. It's it's about the ones that came before you and the ones that's going to come after you. So I knew that I had to do my best um, because I was in Spain during my fall semester I did not get the opportunity to interview and Mm -hmm. find a job like I was supposed to. So I did get hired on late at Wachovia Securities in Charlotte. I missed the training. And you don't want to miss the training for an analyst program. You just don't want to miss the training. They're in training for a few months. And I I didn't... get hired and start until I think August when everybody else, August or September, everybody else started in the beginning of the summer. So I definitely missed out on some, some important skill sets that I could have learned. So it was definitely a climbing. It was definitely a climbing ladder. I would say that because I worked so hard, um, Mm -hmm. that is what the MDs and the VPs liked most of me is that I am going to be the first one in and I'm going to be the last one out and I'm going to outwork everybody here. Well, I know that's right. I remember you obviously were successful. I remember when you made your first deal and you sent me the email with it. Girl, I don't know what any of that said, but I was just so proud. I was so proud. I do remember that. Now let's fast forward a couple of years later. So you were living in Philly. I was in Jersey Um, The year is 2008. 
um, going into 2009. So in 2008, I had started pole dancing, not for pay, but <laughs> for fitness. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then at the top of 2009, um, I was in a serious relationship for about a year and my then boyfriend and I broke up and I was really sad. And Nicole, yeah. you being the great friend that you are, yeah. you invited me to come spend the weekend with you in Philly and you took me out pole dancing. That Girl, that was so nice to you. You're such a good friend. <laughs> well, okay, so back it up because you sent me an email with a picture of you at the top of a pole hanging off for dear life. Oh, Lord. And I said, Javon, girl. what are you doing now? <laughs> and you said, girl, I'm pole dancing. And I was like, okay, Javon, because Javon is always doing something. So I was just like, okay, girl, whatever. And <laughs> I didn't know anything about pole dancing for fitness. All I know is when I was... In undergrad, I was a bartender at Magic City. That's that's right. what I knew about pole dancing. So mm-hmm. you told me that you're at Crunch Fitness at the top of a pole, and I'm like, yeah, okay, what's going on here? But How? okay, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And <laughs> yeah, when you came to Philly, I I said, okay, well, let's take you want to take one of those pole dancing classes? And you said, yeah. You, your eyes lit up. I said, okay, we just go find one. And, you know, went on the way there. You had your stripper shoes, your knee pads. Girl. I think you had the whole setup. And I said, you better right, know. you on the passenger side and I'm driving. You whip out your little gym bag. I said, Javon, I said, so do you want to be a stripper? And he was like, no. I said, Javon, what, like, come on. You can tell me if you want to be a stripper. I don't think you should, but, like, what is all this? And you're like, girl, it's just like if you go, if you have a bike, you know, you're going to have your helmet and, you know, you can mm-hmm. have your gear. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's just go do this little pole dancing class. It was fun, though. I was like a kid in the candy was... store. I was there. I was like, oh, my God, look at this girl over here. Oh, my God, look. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. And then, yeah, I kept going. I'm so glad you introduced me. If, if without that, uh, inner me would not, would not be here. It just wouldn't because shortly after that is when, you know, that's what prompted the idea from the, for this business. So I, if I hadn't even started pole dancing, then I wouldn't have had this idea. Right. So let's talk about some of the contributors to you starting Intermi. So we've got me sending you emails, just kind of crazy, hanging from a pole. Uh-huh. You actually liking pole uh-huh. dancing. Uh-huh. And then the financial crisis of 2009 happened, which impacted you as a banker. Uh-huh. How do we get from dancing on a pole with my girlfriend for the weekend uh-huh. to financial crisis uh-huh. to Intermi? Right, right. I'd say that it definitely took a community. So, um, in Charlotte, I did investment banking, and I did that for two years. Then I moved to Philadelphia to do private equity, and I was there for about two and a half years. And the company that I was with, you know, the, the financial industry was turning upside down. They had a meeting, and they said, hey, guys, we just want to let you guys know that everything is going to be okay. We're, you know, we're not going to go belly up like those other companies. Your jobs are secure. There's nothing to worry about you know, get to work and um, just do the best work you can do. And then the two months after that, then they did a layoff where they laid off. Uh, I don't know how many people, but it was, it was a significant portion, probably like 50% of the staff. Wow. And I was at the time studying for my GMAT. And they knew okay. that I was studying for my GMAT and that I had one foot out the door. So when mm. it came down for them to choose which analysts or associates that they were going to cut. Um, I was one of them. 
which I am so happy that it happened mm-hmm. that way. So um, I got laid off and I had been pole dancing maybe for three, four weeks at the most. And wow. I, when I got laid off on a Monday, I think I went home and went back to sleep because I was so tired. <laughs> I was tired. We have like an early Monday presentation mm. I had to present. And mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all could just tell me this on Friday. I've been staying up all okay. week for this presentation. And so I went right. home. I took a nap, got up, and was like, wow. So like now I'm like one of the, the laid off people. And I think I got mm-hmm. sad for a little bit. And I was like, man, I'm really going to miss Philly. Because at that point, like, there there's so many private equity firms, period. And then there's only so many right. private equity firms that are hiring. And nobody was right. hiring at that point. So I knew that mm-hmm. I had to leave. Right. I think it was maybe on the only one or other, two other PE firms in Philly. So I started thinking wow. about all the things I was going to miss. So I'm like, I'm going to miss this restaurant. I'm going to miss my hair salon. I'm going to miss my friend Yana, who had moved up there because I was up mm-hmm. there. Um, oh, man, I'm going to miss my pole dancing classes. I just started pole dancing. It's so fun. And those girls are so nice that I met. And, oh, pole dancing. Oh, I remember my friends back in Houston saying that they wanted to pole dance, but the only place at the time was S Factor, and it's $55 a class. Oh, pole dancing. Maybe I can bring pole dancing to Houston. Hmm. Let me see Hmm. about that. And I emailed the owner of, it was at the time, Poise. Her name is Jamie. I emailed Jamie. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, I know that you don't know me that well. I would like more information about your business because I see new people coming in there all the time and people really enjoy it. I'm thinking about opening up something like this in Houston, but I have, I don't know anything about it or how you got started or what it's going to take. Do you mind talking to me? I Mm -hmm. promise this is not something I want to do in Philly. I'm not going to be a direct competition of yours. And she was so nice. She said, yes. So that all happened on Monday and then um, she said our meeting for Friday so I took that week to just relax I was very anxious I wish our meeting would have would have happened could have happened sooner than a week I was very anxious Um, I was just researching and just you know just talking to people um, just trying to relax and not not get down Um, and then Mm -hmm. yeah when I met with her I sat with her for three hours and Wow. She didn't think, she thought, okay, I would just buy her lunch. Maybe we'll be there for like, you know, 45 minutes or something. But because of my right. background in private equity and I've been interviewing mm-hmm. um, small businesses, um, I had a whole due diligence checklist that I went through <laughs> and she was right. like, wow, this girl still has me here. Um, so what mm-hmm. I learned from that meeting was the financial cost to enter the business it was something that I can take over. It's not something I'd save for, but, you know, I had a 401k and I said, I'll just take all of my money mm-hmm. out of my 401k and I'll, you know, take all the money out of my savings. I'll exhaust that, bet on myself. If it doesn't work, okay, then, right. then I can go to business school and then my resume will look. You always want your resume for business school to stand out from any, because how many people did investment That's banking? Right private equity trying to get into business school like all of them so Mm -hmm. um i was like this would definitely stand out either way it was gonna work out for you yeah 
I love how you took a chance on yourself and started uh, the new mm-hmm. business, right? And so I can only imagine as a new CEO, one of your first goals was to grow it. And I think you leveraged Groupon. Tell me about the experience of growing internet. Oh, I did. Because I had um, a best friend. Her name was Kelly. She was a party promoter. And Jackie, with her boutique, they had both been in the, the community for so long. They knew a lot of people. Um, I was able to open mm-hmm. with clientele. And plus, pole dancing to Houston, you know, oh, was nice. still fairly new. Yeah. So people were new. curious. So that mm-hmm. all helped. We opened in October 2009, and in March of 2010 okay. is when we did the Groupon. So overnight, okay. at that time, Groupon was, you know, still at the forefront. It was, yeah, it was new, really and new. it was popular. I think I got over 700 customers in one night. That's, yeah, that's when they were running Groupon wow. just for 24 hours. And, girl, I was not prepared for no 700 customers <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared. I, I mean, I was still teaching. I was still teaching 14 pole classes a week myself. And right. I was. Wow. Um, we, we think we had four, four teachers. I was also answering the phones, running to the, running to the front mm-hmm. to let people in, running back to the back to teach. It was a mess. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that. That that happened because I was able to fail so early. Like mm-hmm. I was able to make some mistakes so right. early that, and I corrected them early. So I think right. I got maybe my first bad review on Yelp, and then it just feels like mm-hmm. you know it felt like somebody punched me in the stomach, and I said, "Oh no! Like yeah. absolutely not! Like this is." This first of all, this doesn't feel good, and I know that this is not how you maintain a business by getting negative reviews. My very first review was a That's negative right. review, and I also had to learn how to manage people. They don't teach you that in college. There is no course mm-hmm. on being a manager of adult people. You just think that you hire adult people and they're going to do adult mm-hmm. things, and and that is absolutely not, absolutely not the case. Like that. So mm-hmm. I had to study, study, study now. Um, not finance, but right. I had to study business ownership, and I just, I just, right. I took it all in. So we went from our first reviews yeah. on Yelp being, I think, because I, I got two from the same. They knew each other, so we got two. We went from our first reviews being negative from two friends to like now we have hundreds of reviews, and now we're getting awards for for our reviews for yeah. being like top rated in customer service. So I'm really proud of that. You should be. Now, there used to be a big stigma about pole dancing. Did that impact you Oh, yes. Especially being in the South. If I was in New York or yeah. L.A., it would be so much easier. But they mm-hmm. were, I remember going to, and Jackie had a, she had like a, not a trade show, but she had, some type of event where it was like a women event and it was different business owners there with booths mm-hmm. and they had food and a fashion show. We were there. Um, we had a video up like on an iPad or something, just demonstrating like the pole dancing and people would walk by our mm-hmm. booths with a face like, ew, 
what are y'all doing here? And I'm like, oh, wow. okay, this is going to be harder. Mm-hmm. This is going to be harder than I thought. When it got on Oprah and on Ellen's show and the Real Housewives mm-hmm. of whoever, that is what, what opened it up for people to accept it more. Now, you've definitely expanded your business. Um, I know you had two locations. I remember when you opened the second. I think that's mm-hmm. when I came down to visit last. But now you've actually consolidated both locations and purchased a building. It's a special yes. building. Can you tell me about that? I was leasing two locations and my first location was about 2,000 square feet. My second location was um, 3,400 square feet, somewhere around there. In the first location, we were outgrowing. Mm-hmm. There was no room in the parking lot anymore. We only had one restroom. It was always a line. And I said, okay, we've got to, we've got to, we got to grow from here. And I was looking for a place for lease that was in the same area. And the prices, you know, weren't, the prices had gone up from what I was used to paying. Um, And of course I wanted to Mm -hmm. get a nicer location than what I was. I think I was maybe like in a C property and I was looking for, you know, Okay. A, maybe B, and you're going to pay for more mm-hmm. for that per square foot. Mm-hmm. So, so I did find one, and I, I was going to make it work. I, it was, it, I wasn't in love with it. It was just something that I was just going to make work. And she gave, you know, I knew the price, but then, I don't know, I just like, you know, I wonder how, like, she gave me a lease agreement is for 60 months. And I just multiplied the price mm-hmm. I was supposed to pay by a month, and then how for 60 months I'm supposed to do this. And I just saw like how much I was about to give these people. And I was like, Oh, I'm not giving y'all this mm. for a place that I don't even, I mean, it's okay. I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not giving y'all this. Y'all crazy. <laughs> so I said, I can just buy something myself. Um, and yeah, right. that's, that's what I set out to do. So fortunately my yoga teacher, which is one of the first teachers I hired at the time, and she's still here. Her name is Rosalind. She is wow. a real estate attorney. And she introduced me to some bankers and they helped me get a loan because at the time I was with Wells Fargo Bank and that's where all my money was at. Um, But they did not give me, um, they told me, they turned me down for a loan. So she helped me find um, a bank that would give me a loan. And the loan was based on the fact that I had been paying two leases for at that time for like three years Mm -hmm. and they're like well if you can pay this the mortgage is cheaper by the way a mortgage if i when i told them i was going to condense the two locations into one and i'm paying this amount for two locations they said oh well you can definitely pay um this amount for you know your mortgage for one location and then i got approved so they they gave me they said this is what you're approved for go find something within that price range I said, okay. And that meant the the money that they approved me for, I think it was a million dollars. So right. I set out to find something that I can afford. Or, uh, you know, what I did was I, I found a building that I can afford and that the renovations together combined would not exceed a million dollars. Driving around, of course. Now, I saw a building that was in the area that I was seeking. It's called Third Ward. Third Ward is a historic area in Houston. And it was right down the street from Emancipation Park. Emancipation Park itself 
is very historic. Okay. And this area was also up and coming mm-hmm. because it's right outside of downtown. Like I can be downtown in just two or three minutes. Um, yeah. So every, this is a time where everyone's oh, wow. moving from the suburbs back into the city. And so, you know, it was going to be taken mm-hmm. over. G- granted, it didn't look like it at the time, but you know, you kind of knew, you don't know how long it was going right. to be. Um, right. You know, at the time it was still right. kind of suspect, but it's just a matter of time. I saw a building and the day that I was supposed to the day we had an appointment set that I was supposed to go look and view the building, they sold it. I said, okay, this is the second time that I lost a property that I thought I wanted. I lost one for lease. This Mm. is now I'm losing one that I wanted to purchase. So I was like, okay, this has already happened to me. So the first time I actually cried, but this time I was like, I'm not going to cry. You know, that building, it just wasn't my building. That's why the building (laughs) ugly. I'm about to go past it and tell the building how ugly it is because I'm childish. (laughs) Clearly I'm childish. So I got in my car, got in my car and drove past the building. It's an ugly building. You ugly anyway. Okay, great, Nicole. Glad you made yourself happy. (laughs) I had to make a U-turn so I can go back to work. In the parking lot that I needed, the first available parking lot for me to make a U-turn, is the building that I'm in now. It had the biggest for lease sign. I never wow. saw it. I drove up and down this whole area. Wow. I never saw this beautiful building with this for lease sign. It had, the for lease sign had been up for two wow. years. So it's not like they had just put it there either. When I talked wow. to them, I was like, yeah, y'all just put that out there? And he's like, no, it's been there for two years. I was like, oh my God. Um, they were being approached for this building by people who... And, and mostly um, corp- corporate cor- corporations or, you know, like Caucasian people who wanted to come knock the building down and build some townhomes because it's, there's gentrification going on in this area. And they told, they kept right. turning everyone away. They said, the building is historic. The building yes. is historic, right? This used right? to be the unofficial headquarters for the civil rights movement. Yeah. And the owners were two, wow. um, two wow. black lawyers, male, and they were so excited when I came along because I wanted to keep the building. I didn't want to. I didn't want to tear it down. I wanted to not only keep the building, mm-hmm. but I wanted to work in the building. Like now, this is going to be my business. So they were looking forward to giving. You know, they've been here for twenty eight years. Um, they were looking forward to a business operating in here the same way that they did. So, you know, I came by at the right time. I put my earnest money down. I hadn't even received my, Mm -hmm. I got my bank approval for a million dollars, but I didn't get my approval on this building and I didn't get my SBA approval. But I put my earnest money down anyway because I didn't want to lose it. I wanted them to know that I was serious. And I think at the time it was about right. $8,000. That's right. Um, but again, I took a bet on myself and I prayed. And I was so mm-hmm. happy when they called and told me that, when a bank called and told me that I got approved. Yeah. That's amazing. So you've grown the business, you've bought your building, you're in a historic neighborhood in a building that is somewhat of a memorialization of Black independence in America. I think that's just such a phenomenal story. 
So right now, though, we're in challenging times for a lot of businesses. How are you connecting and servicing your client base amid the pandemic? That's a great question. We we wanted our customers to still have some normalcy in their life. And I wanted my instructors mm-hmm. and my staff to have some normalcy in their paychecks. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. We put our business online and we have classes virtually. Um, what's funny is okay. I always wanted to have online classes because when our parties, our private parties, mm-hmm. when they come into town, um, they, you know, they're like, oh, you should open one in such and such. You should open one in my city. I would love to have one of these. I wish I could take these classes where I am. Mm-hmm. So I was in the, I was always, oh, it would be a great idea for me to have some online classes. That would be, that would be cool. But it, it was never a priority for me until it had to be. So that is, right. the, that is the, that is the, the best thing to come out of this is a new business strategy um, that I was forced to finally focus on. Right. And so, yeah, we have our online classes. Our customers can join us live. We do have live classes so that they can, because we have on-demand classes as well. So on-demand is you work out whenever you want. There's some videos. We okay. have it there for you. You can do it at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people need that extra push. It's like, no, girl, it's on Wednesdays at 6. That's when you need that's to get right. your butt up off the couch, log in, and that's when we'll be doing this class. And, yeah, that's, that's me too. Like, that's okay, me. no, I'm, no, I need you to do that. So we, we, have, mm-hmm. we have both of those um, mm-hmm. for as options. And our customers are the ones who, you know, are in the mindset that they still want to work out or, and they can, um, they have the space in their house. They are loving right. the platform. And some mm-hmm. of the customers that used to be members of ours that moved away, they're loving the platform as well, because now they get to continue to be with their favorite instructors. Of course. I love that. Well, it's a couple of gems that I heard from your story. Um, the ones that stand out to me the most are fail fast leverage your network face over mm-hmm. fear yeah. and take a chance and also i would say the important to keep learning and growing in the best way however however mm-hmm. it looks for you the best way for me to do that was to read books and attend conferences and seminars um that's going to look different to other people but mm-hmm. and even if you feel like oh but you know i i kind of right. like i'm i'm straight right now okay but go still go read or open your mind up to other things anyway, because every book that I read, I get a, I get another idea. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. You know, I wasn't thinking about doing this. Right. But, oh, this would be great, too. Or mm-hmm. I can do this this way. My favorite book What's your favorite is book? Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm, okay. That you one know what? often I just comes up. Mine is The Alchemist. Um, I just bought four books, and I got The Alchemist. So I can read it during, you know, this is going to be like my coronavirus. I'm still still working every day, mm-hmm. but in my downtime, I'm going to read. I haven't read yeah. not one book yet. I feel so bad because <laughs> I'm still working. Like, I'm Don't. like working, working, and then Don't. I'm doing my 100 days of fitness. Right. So that's taking up my time as well. I'm on day 85. But I, that book is, is in my house, yes. and it will be read. Well, listen, when you get done with your 100 days... Yeah. Treat yourself wow. and read that book. I've read it at least 10 times. I've always given it away, and everybody loves it. And no matter what I'm going through in life, I can identify oh, I'm excited. with the main character. Yay. And I think you will, too. 
Yeah, thank I'm you so, so much for joining us today, Nicole. To me. I owe. I, I would try to. Um, anytime I look back on the past and and how enemy has come to where it is today, there's there's so many steps that needed to take place mm-hmm. for me to be where I am right now. And I try to give a shout out to yeah. all those people that took a part of it because, um, you know, I didn't do anything by myself. I'm I'm the only owner here right now, but yeah. I didn't do, um, you know, you just never do anything by yourself. And you should always go back and appreciate the people that has something right. to do with where you are today. So thank you. Of course, girl, thank you. I'm, ha- I'm happy and honored to be a part of your story and um, I hope everybody appreciates you sharing it. As you went from private equity (laughs) to owning the pole. That's it for this week's episode of the Urban Girl Corporate World Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for more Lessons Learned. Thank you. Later. (laughs) Girl, you got it. 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 Girl, you got it, wow. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it, wow. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it.